our flesh would say, no, I'm keeping that. Or I'm going to continue to do that. Whatever it may be. Because it tries to make the flesh, it tries to make us think, well, that's going to be better. But your spirit within knows there is that conviction of your own spirit knowing that needs to be surrendered whatever it might be and so this is the time we do surrender all we surrender it all to you Lord whatever that might be and if it's there you'll know it right away you'll know right now it'll be there that's what you're thinking about right now the Lord brought it to your mind. So there's a decision to be made. Call it the decision, defining moment. Will I make that decision? For the Lord, for the Word, in line with God's Word and truth, which makes us free. And yes, even so, come, Lord Jesus. your word says we know the church through the ages since Jesus left that's been the heart's desire to see you we your bride you our groom and that day when you come to receive us Lord we know it can come through just our naturally dying but we know also that day is coming when you're going to come to receive us the dead in Christ, their bodies will be raised. They'll be joined with those bodies and our bodies will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. To be just like yours was, Jesus, when you rose from the grave. Watch and pray. Watch and be ready. Occupy till I come. That's what the Lord would say. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't you repeat this after me? I love you, Lord, with all of my heart and my soul I give myself to you anew and afresh today in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah Amen well we're going to release the kids to class and we can greet each other in the name of the Lord told me we weren't finished yet with the Thanksgiving and we had the prayer from our list and that, that was right but I'm going to have Shirley bring it home, you know, the rest of the way right now. Thank you very much. First. I'm so glad to be here and to, to have 
a time to be thankful about Roe. Yeah. It brings tears to my eyes, but also I want to thank the Lord for our Constitution, which Roe defied for 50 years, and we say no more. Those, that Constitution was developed by godly people on godly principles, and we're so blessed in this country to have that. So I want to thank you, Lord, and I want to stand strong with everybody that wants to stand strong to follow your word, and the Constitution is your word, the Declaration is your word. So thank you, Lord. And I want to remind you that you chose the Jewish people in Israel, but we chose you, Lord, before we got off the Mayflower, we chose you. We don't want you to forget us. I tell you that every day, and I know that you get tired of it, but I can't forget it. I don't want you to forget it. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for Roe versus Wade, and that's over with. But now our states have to take on the responsibility, and that's going to be a lot of work. We all have to get involved. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Cindy is going to be sharing with us. Why don't you start getting your things ready there? And I'll bring you a few more announcements. Um, one thing I was going to mention specifically, Lowell O'Brien, who's been a member of this church, I think since the 50s probably, or maybe beyond that, 1950s that is, and uh, he's going to be 100 years old on July 7, which is coming up pretty quick. He's been living by himself at Windsong until just a month or so ago, a couple months ago, and uh, now he's at uh, the Good Samaritan Center in Bagley, Cornerstone. Uh, and we have the information, it's in the announcements that we send out, it's probably up there too, uh, for sending birthday cards to him. And I know many of you probably don't know him because since COVID started, Lowell hasn't been able to come here. Um, but I'm encouraging you to get him a card anyway and send it to Lowell. Um, and the, here again is the, the address is there for us. We're just wishing him a 100th birthday. Those cards mean an awful lot when you're in a care center. And they just spell do. his name correctly. What's missing from it, honey? Is this? Apostrophe after the O. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, right. Joyce told me to change that, and I must have forgot. <laughs> But anyway, we're thankful for Lowell and uh, pray God's blessing on his life. Adon and Maria are preparing a meal and it looked so good, all that they're making from scratch out there. I'm not sure if it's a burrito or just what it is, but it's the ingredients look muy bien, very good. And um, so one other thing is with the adult class, this last week was the last one for that until September. It will resume in September. That's the Wednesday, 6.30 adult Bible class. So I think that is all we have. And then Cindy, Sorheim Davis, I, uh, is going to be sharing with this this morning to us. She, the Lord has put something on her heart to share. And so we'll have ears to hear, I believe, what the Spirit is saying. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, I just want to um, thank this church, Ten Strike Church, who is a speaker of the truth and that desires to worship, pray, and to seek God. You have been blessed. This church is a great blessing to all of us. And I just want to say thank you, Pastor Steve and Joyce. My prayer this morning um, is that <clears throat> this message that I'm going to bring to you will encourage you and bring hope. We need hope in this nation once again. And what just happened in the Supreme Court definitely brought hope to us. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to share lessons from King Asa, and we're going to look at the contrast between good leadership versus evil leadership of a nation. One thing to keep in mind when we're talking about good and evil leadership is that throughout the time of the kings, they were always warned by God of the consequences of turning away from him. And they knew this verse to be true. In 2 Chronicles 7, 17, the Lord said, If you walk before me faithfully and do all I command, observe my decrees, I will establish you. That is a promise. But... If you turn away and forsake the Lord and worship other gods, I will uproot you. The Lord is looking for leaders, leaders of a nation, leaders of churches, leaders across this land, leaders of our military. Across this land, he's looking for leaders who are faithful to him. 2 Chronicles 14, in verse 1, it says that Asa became king after his father died. And I want to start reading verse 2 through 7. <clears throat> Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and the high places. He smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded Judah, the whole nation, to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his laws and commands. He removed the high places, the incense altars, in every town in Judah. And the kingdom was at peace under him. He built up and for the fortified cities of Judah since the land was at peace. No one was at war with him during those years, for the Lord had given him rest. Let us build up these towns, he said to Judah, and put walls around them with towers, gates, and bars, 
The land is still ours because we have sought the Lord our God. We sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. This is Good Leadership 101. The first thing Asa did was he removed all evil from the land. All evil. E-V-I-L. Everything vile in life. Everything that is antichrist, that comes against the Lord our God. And the second thing he did was he sought after God and obeyed. In verse, in verse 4, it says that he commanded the nation of Judah to seek God and to obey him. Imagine that. Wouldn't it be amazing, not if we were commanded, but if we chose, if this nation, we chose to seek God. In Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. And heal their land. This is a promise to us when we seek God and pray. The third thing that Asa did was he built walls. Why? To protect the cities. He was protecting his nation against attack. He built walls, he not only built walls, but he built them with towers, gates, and bars. And this was all good. Because he was faithful, God gave him rest and prosperity. They had peace for 10 years because they sought the Lord their God. Amen. Proverbs 29.2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. How true this is today. It is so important that we stay involved in the leadership of our nation, even more so now with what just happened. We need to stay involved not only in our nation, but we need to stay involved in Minnesota. It's coming down. We need to be there. Thank you, Jesus. We need to continually seek God in this, in what's going, coming to happen soon. Um, <clears throat> now, after those 10 years of peace, I want to start reading, uh, pick up in verse 8 through 11. Asa had an army of 300,000 men from Judah equipped with large shields and with spears, and 280,000 from Benjamin, armed with small shields and with bows. All of these were brave fighting men. 
That is 580,000 brave fighting men. Now Zerah the Cushite marched out against them with an army of thousands upon thousands. That's one million versus 580,000. And 300 chariots, and they came as far as Mersha. Asa went out to meet him, and they took up battle positions in the valley near Mersha. Then Asa called out to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord, our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. You know, when circumstances in life seem impossible, remember, we know the God of the impossible. Mark 10:27 says, Jesus said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. And I love verse 11 in 2 Chronicles 14. Asa called to the Lord his God and said, There is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Lord, help us. We need your help. We rely on you. We trust in you. And that is our cry today. We rely on you, Father God. We trust in you, Lord, to turn this nation around for good, Father, because it says in your word that justice, righteousness, and justice, Father, are the foundations of your throne. So we pray forth righteousness and justice. Psalms 50, verse 15 says, Call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you. That is a promise. Let's continue and see what happens. Second Chronicles 14, the end of the chapter, verses 12 through 15. The Lord struck down the Cushites before Asa and Judah. The Lord struck down the Cushites. The Cushites fled, and Asa and his army pursued them as far as Gar. Such a great number of Cushites fell that they could not recover. They were crushed before the Lord and his forces. The men of Judah carried off a large amount of plunder, they destroyed all the villages around Gear, for the terror of the Lord had fallen on them. They looted all these villages since there was much plunder there. They also attacked the camps of herders and carried off droves of sheep, goats, camels, and then they returned to Jerusalem. So after calling on the Lord for help, 
an ease of fully putting his trust in God, they had a great victory. When we put our trust in God, we will be victorious. For the battle belongs to the Lord. We are his children. And our Father, the Lord of hosts, will fight on our behalf. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And the New Living Translation says, just stay calm. King James says, hold your peace. It is so important that we stay in peace in these times of chaos, disorder, and utter confusion. We need to be listening to the Holy Spirit that is inside of us. As Gus would say two weeks ago, are you hooked up? Are you listening to the Holy Ghost? Luke 21, 26 says that in the end, men's hearts will fail them for fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. We don't want to be found among those. I am so thankful that we are on the side of the Almighty God we have nothing to fear. In fact, we are commanded, do not fear, 365 times, once for every day of the year. Praise God. Do not fear, but walk in peace. And when we do, God is going to give us a great opportunity to share the gospel, to share the good news, with those who are walking in fear. Because we're going to be in peace. They're going to wonder, what is it that you have that I need? Because I can't live like this anymore. <clears throat> Asa could have gotten into fear, but instead he called out to the Lord. Let's look at the middle years of King Asa's reign, 2 Chronicles 15, 1 through 7. The Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. If you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and they sought him, and he was found by them." In those days, it was not safe to travel about, for all the inhabitants of the land were in great turmoil. 
one nation was being crushed by another, and one city was being crushed by another. Because God was troubling them with every kind of distress. But as for you, people of God, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. This passage is so encouraging. In times of turmoil, we have hope. We walk in courage, and we stand strong, for the Lord is with you when you are with him. And when you seek him, he will be found by you. That is a promise. So be strong and don't give up, because great is your reward when you do not give up. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of chapter 15. I'm just going to paraphrase it and sum it up. Verses 8 through 19. <clears throat> King Asa heard the words of the prophet, and he took courage. Large numbers of people were added to Judah from Israel. Why? When they saw the Lord was with them. People will always migrate to, the pla to places where they feel safe. The nation, the whole nation chose to seek God, seek the Lord with all of their heart and soul, and the Lord gave them rest on every side. King Asa's heart at this time was fully committed to the Lord, and there was no more war until the 35th year of his reign. Now let's look at the last years of his reign. Second Chronicles 16, verse 1 says, The king of Israel came up against Judah and prevented anyone from leaving or entering Judah. And we're going to start reading in verse 2 through 6. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace and sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with the king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered, forgive me if I pronounce these wrong, Aijon, Dan, Abel, Maim, and all the store cities of Nepali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then the king of Asa brought all the men of Judah 
and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timbers Basha had been using. With them he built up Geba and Mizpah. How did How did King Asa handle the attack of Israel? He took the gold and the silver out of God's temple and his own palace, and he gave it all to the king of Aram. He, so he would attack Israel, and he would fight for him. Did it work? Yes. Was this good leadership? Let's find out. Let's read verses 7 and 8. At that time, Haniah the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and, did not, and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of the army of the king of Aram has escaped your hand. Were not the Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army? with great numbers of chariots and horsemen, yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered you from them. He delivered them into your hand. So, was this good leadership? Apparently not. Asa turned to man to fight his battle instead of God, instead of trusting in God. He lost all the gold and the silver and the army of the king would have been given to him had he trusted in God. Let's read verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, said Hanai, and from now on you will be at war. God is looking for a heart that is fully committed to him, someone who will be faithful, who will be loyal, who will trust in him. Exodus 14, 14, again, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. God wants to fight for it, for us, because he loves us that much. He loves this nation that much. This nation is the only other nation that was established on godly principles other than Israel. I don't know if you knew that, but... God loves the United States of America. He wants to show himself strong on our behalf. Asa's mistake was not trusting on the Lord. Asa started out seeking God and was a good leader. And we don't know why, but for some reason, the last battle that he fought, he chose not to seek the Lord and turn to a man. 
Good, his good leadership quickly turned into evil leadership of his nation. Now let's finish up verses 10, 12, and 13. Asa was angry with the seer. Because of this, he was so enraged that he put him in prison. At that time, he also brutally oppressed some of the people. And verse 12 says, Now in the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Then in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. This is what evil leadership looks like. It says that Asa became angry and he was enraged. That anger turns to bitterness and hatred. I believe that his heart was hardened, and I believe that from a hard heart, pride entered in. Because of the rebuke of the seer. In Proverbs 4, it says, above all, guard your heart. Because everything you do flows from your heart. Many times in life, we have, so many times in life, we have opportunities to be bitter about things, to be angry, um, and from that stems hardness of heart. So we just need to let it go. Let go of bitterness. For, we need to forgive those who come against us. Above all, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from your heart. Your life will be shaped by your thoughts, so be careful what you think. Now, when the wicked rule, this is what happens. <clears throat> they throw innocent people into prison, and they bring oppression upon the people. This is very evident today. Innocent people are being punished, and the guilty are walking free. January 6th, Michael Flynn. You can go on and name a lot of them. We have skyrocketing costs, empty shelves, increase in taxes, this is an antichrist spirit, and it is trying to bring fear and intimidation on you and me and this nation so they can control and subdue you, take away 
your voice. Let's not let that happen in this nation. We cannot allow the truth from being spoken. We need to be speakers of the truth. I think of that song, I'm gonna be a speaker of the truth. Let's speak truth. People need to hear the truth. Do you know that people are looking for the truth? They are tired of being lied to. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being lied to. I want the truth. Amen. We also are rapidly losing our freedoms. But, praise God, they can never take away our freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Never, ever can they take that from us. I encourage you, God is not through with the United States of America. And how do we know that? What just happened on Friday. Roe versus Wade being overturned is proof that God is not through with this nation. Amen? Amen. Amen. When Asa turned his back on God, this was his downfall. He opened himself up to sickness and disease, and though his disease was severe, even in his illness, it says, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only physicians. In life, the enemy will come in like a flood. We've been warned of that. We have been warned we have a very real enemy. But God, once again, will raise up a standard against him. In James 4, 7, it says, we are to resist the devil. And what? He will flee from you. Amen. That is a promise of God. Take it to the bank and cash in on it. Here are the other promises that we, that I just went through, that we just got done covering. And if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you the verses once again right after each of these promises. When you walk faithfully before the Lord, he will establish you. 2 Chronicles 15.2 When you pray and seek his face, he... Oops. Let's go one up. When you seek him, he will be found by you. 2 Chronicles 15.2 when you pray and seek his face, he will heal our land. 2 Chronicles 7.14 When you call upon him, when you are in trouble, remember this, he will rescue you. Whenever you get in a place you don't want to be, call on Jesus. He will rescue you. That is a promise. Psalms 50, verse 15. 
When you stay in peace, he will fight for you. Exodus 14, 14. When the Lord is with you, and when you are with him, that's the key, when you are with him, when you seek him, he will be found by you. You will never go wrong when you seek, when you're seeking God, for he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And I want to end with this verse, 2 Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us everything. His power, not our power, not man's power. His power, his divine power, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Wow, that verse is packed from the beginning to the end. His divine power has given us everything we need in this life to live godly, right? Through, knowledge, through our knowledge. So we need to be seeking him. We need to be running after him through our knowledge. And Paul prayed in Ephesians 1.17, he prayed that the revelation and knowledge would be ours so that we might know him more. He called us, us, he called us, he called you, every single person in here, he has called you by name, everyone. You're not unimportant. Everything you do is important. You walk in his righteousness. You walk in his truth. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. What more do we need than to know that he walks right beside us? He has promised us he will never leave us, never forsake us. Do not fear, Deuteronomy 31.8. He is always going to be there. Right now, he's with you. Right where you're sitting, God's there. Thank you, Lord. And he did all this, why? For his own glory and goodness. He wants us to go out and to do what he's called us to do, to go into all the world and preach the good news. His heart is for salvation. And salvation includes not only salvation, if you look it up, it includes healing, it includes prosperity. Look it up, it includes everything. God has given us everything we need for a godly life and to be influencers in this nation for him. There is revival coming. 
Are you ready, people of God? Revival's coming. I decree and I declare it. Are we ready for revival? Are we ready to go out there and to fight for God on his side, to speak the truth, be speakers of the truth? Because truth is what sets us free, right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray, Lord, I thank you for these words of truth, Father, that bring freedom. Father, for it is the truth that sets us free. Father, I thank you for just righteousness and justice, Father, that is the foundation of your throne. May it come to pass in this nation, we declare it in this nation, that our leaders, Father, that the leaders that we're gonna put in to office this November, Father God, will have integrity, Lord Jesus. They will stand for the truth, Lord God, and they will do what is right in your sight, Father. They will seek you, Lord Jesus, and they will not turn to man. They'll not sell out this country, Father, but they will seek you, Father, because you are the only one who can save this nation, Lord. We thank you that you will save this nation, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Cindy, thank you for speaking the truth. Because you see, the truth is what makes us free. Lies and half-truths, they bring us into bondage and brings us into deception. You know, people begin to think, they hear it enough, they begin to think it is truth, things. But it's not, and that's what we call deception. When I really think something's true, but it isn't. And so the blinders come off as we speak the truth. The truth is that which lines up with God's word. If it doesn't line up with God's word, then it's not truth. What a lesson from Asa. What a lesson from him for all of us that we can apply. You know, it's nationally, but also right here in our hearts. Are we relying on the Lord for things? Or, or something else, you know, than the Lord? So we're thankful that the truth comes. And Jesus is the truth. Ultimately, he is the truth, isn't he? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And by, but by him. Hallelujah. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, please be free to come up here for prayer. And remember, please stay if you at all possibly can. There's a great meal there. I, I was in the kitchen. I saw it. It's amazing how they, Adana Maria, they prepare stuff from scratch. and Even the salsas and, the, and such. So we'll go and enjoy that too together. And a fellowship. Praise God. You know, that was a very good... A message coming into our Independence Day holiday too. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're just the time. Timely, very timely. God's blessings as we go. There's no need to cover what I already say. You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace. You've been on lockdown, and I hold the key. Cause I loved you before.